I just spent a month with kids around, and do you know how many times I heard, I'm the parent, I'll handle it. I'm the coach. I got it. That is not your responsibility. And it got me thinking, oh man, how often does God say those same phrases to me? How often am I thinking I know best? Do I know my role? Let's continue this conversation about your relationship with God and fully knowing your role. Because let me tell you, when we know our role and we know God's role, oh, and then if we actually live by that understanding, we can coast over nearly every speed bump in our path. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. All right, y'all, let's continue this chat about knowing your role. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I strongly encourage you to head back and hit up episode number 52 for a quick 20 minutes, then come back to this one. But let me be real, if you're just hitting this one on a random podcast roulette scroll, stay here. I fully believe the Holy Spirit has you right here, right now, on purpose, and what you're about to hear, I pray that you receive the Holy Spirit's words and truth and encouragement and even challenge directly for you. So let's keep going. A quick little recap. Last week I shared all about knowing your role with God. And not from a stance of knowing your uniqueness and your gifts and doing your part in the kingdom, but from the standpoint of your role and God's role. Knowing truly that your role is not God's role and God's role is not your role. I even shared with you a super vulnerable moment for me in my relationship with God when I struggled with not being able to get my close friends and family members saved. The enemy was all up in my head and all I heard on repeat over and over and over was that I was failing as a Christian. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't doing enough. How come I couldn't get them saved? I was so embarrassed. The truth? The truth is that God is clear in his word that one plants, one waters, and he, God, gives the increase. Jesus is the one, the only one who came to earth and redeemed the lost. I need to know my role. My role is to plant, my role is to water, and my role is to trust and believe God in his role, which is to give the increase, which is to save, which is to change hearts. So let's keep going on this because I wasn't finished sharing last week and I wasn't finished sharing because he wasn't finished sharing. So now that you have the foundation of truly understanding that you and God have different roles, I'm going to take my time in this episode to help you understand even more clearly how to walk out this truth in your everyday life with peace, with confidence, with understanding. Because if we truly walk out our role and let God walk out his. Notice I said let God walk out his. Like there is no if God walks out his role. He's God. He's faithful even when we're not. He's loving even when we're not. His plan will come to pass and he will live out his role whether or not we agree or recognize it or want it that way in our lives. Look, a couple weeks ago I hit up the Timothys in the Bible. If you've been keeping up with me, you probably know I've been all about the Old Testament lately. So much so that one of my best friends sent me a text in the morning before he called and said, are you spending time with Moses? And I got a chuckle out of that because he obviously meant, are you still spending time with God or are you free to talk? 
But because I had been sharing with him all the things about Moses' life and every single day I was absolutely loving the book of Exodus, the phrase just simply shifted and I love that he was like, are you spending time with Moses? So a day came though that I didn't feel like going through some more laws, some more sacrifices, some more children of Israel complaining. I needed some encouragement. I needed a boost. So I headed to the letters Paul wrote to Timothy. See, after earning that second degree studying the Bible, there's a few things that really did stick. And they stuck because I've continued to use the skills. One of the things that stuck was understanding the overarching themes of the books of the Bible. Understanding who writes in which way, how God shows up in each instance, and what the author is really trying to say and to whom. So I knew Paul's letters to Timothy and Titus are about being an example and encouragement for how to live as believers. And I also knew they're pretty short little books, like six chapters, just a couple pages each. Well, instead of journaling through how I normally have been, I sat and spent time with God just reading 1 Timothy start to finish. The next day, 2 Timothy start to finish. The next day, Titus. The next day, Philemon. I mean, if you're going to go through Timothy and Titus, Philemon, which comes next, is literally one page. So why stop there? You know what I'm saying? But anyway, reading this time, Paul's instructions to Timothy and Titus about being an example and encouragement of how to live as believers, it became so clear that I have roles and God has roles and they are separate. And what became even more clear to me is how often I, and I'm sure other believers in this world, get these roles twisted. (laughs) Random side note, I've been purposely stopping myself from saying I have roles to play and God plays roles because I don't want you to ever think this is just for play or that it's like a play. It's real. This is not pretend. This is not just a game. This is your life and this is God's plan. Your role is important. It's actually the key to success for your team. And if you didn't know, as believers, we are on a team here on earth. And maybe you need to hear that again because there are plenty of days and times and places we don't act like it. We as believers are a team. We are seriously wearing the same jersey, playing for the same coach. Let's please not forget that every single day. Okay, three points coming at you. And I'm excited about how these ones came because they've encouraged me. They've made me think. They've challenged me. And I hope they do the same for you. So number one, your role is to speak. And your role is to be quiet. Sound contradictory? Maybe, just because it's now directed at you. But this is something we do all the time, and then we teach and ask others to do it. There are times you ask your kids to speak, to tell a joke, to tell a story, to repeat something, or to sing a song, and then like five minutes later when they're on their 48th knock-knock joke, you tell them to be quiet. True? We are to be bold, to speak boldly, to share our testimony freely. I'm actually going to share some powerful scriptures right here for you. Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. Ah, that one right there confirms again our roles. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. But also know that Paul is saying, I am not ashamed of this good news, of this gospel of Jesus Christ. Being and living unashamed means speaking up. Romans chapter 18, verses 9 and 10. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, don't be afraid, speak out, don't be silent. And Paul ended up staying in that city for another year and a half teaching the word of God. So we see that we are to speak. We are to speak out. We are to speak out. 
We are to speak for justice and truth. We are to speak. God calls us and instructs us to speak. I just had this thought as I'm talking about roles. If this podcast still didn't exist, if everything God was speaking to me was just sitting dormant inside me, what would really happen? Well, for one, you wouldn't be listening and growing through these episodes and challenging yourself in these ways. Granted, you would be growing in other ways, and I pray you will always seek different ways to grow. But also, I myself would not have grown to where I am with the Lord and with more and more hope to keep growing. I really don't think God is going to just fill and fill and fill and like stuff me with more wisdom and stuff me with more understanding and stuff me with more of his goodness when I'm so, so, so full of what he gave me six months ago. Like I know for me, as I've been studying and listening to God and speaking his truth and encouraging you each week, I know that he has filled me more. He has given me more. As I keep speaking out, he has space to speak back in. And the best thing with God, well, one incredible thing, is that once you give it, it's not like gone. It actually grows. Like if you give love, your love isn't gone. There's now room for it to grow. As you speak God's truth and his revelation and experiences he gives you, it's not gone. He doesn't run out. He's got more and more and more. So speak and know when to be quiet. David even asked God for help with this in Psalm 141 verse 3. He says, take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. The English standard version of that verse says this, let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. You may also know this as, if you don't have anything nice to say, that's right, don't say anything at all. Naturally, when we aren't opening our mouths, we're more apt to open our ears, whether to God or even toward others. There are times when silence is definitely best, like moments of anger. We hear the instructions in James chapter 1, verse 19, which says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. I mean, that sounds like pretty legit instruction right there, if we take it. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10 gives us this instruction. If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Wow. (laughs) And before I jump to the next point, let me just share the passage that really started my realization and this conversation between God and I. It's in 1 Timothy and it's verse 7. Paul's instructing how to live as a servant of Jesus Christ. And this is part of his instruction. He says, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. See, there are times that words are not only not worth it, but actually detrimental to your own training, your own growth. Have you ever been in a situation where you feel like you finally said it all and won that argument only to actually lose so much more? Just to say you won the argument. There are some arguments that aren't worth it. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives tales. But Paul doesn't just say that. He drops the instead. Instead, train yourself to be godly. There's action to be taken, and this training can happen really, really well with your mouth shut. That is your role. That is my role. Our role is to speak, and our role is to know when to be quiet. Man, how many times has God tried to say to me, that's not your role? (laughs) And how many times, if I had just listened to him, would things have gone so much better than they actually did, or at least a lot quicker? Hanging with my niece and nephew and other kids the past month, do you know how many times I actually heard? I'm the parent. 
I'm the coach. I'll handle it. That's not your responsibility. I got it. As the four-year-old is trying to threaten the two-year-old with a timeout, as the six-year-old on the football field is trying to talk over the coach and call a different play, as the eight-year-old is negotiating not showering and proceeding to let the parents know what the six-year-old did or did not do, I'm the parent, I'm the coach, that's not your responsibility, know your role. Okay, number two, (laughs) your role is to fight and your role is to be still. And let me just add this. Your role is also to listen to God to know the difference. Know when the transition happens. Know when you need to fight and know when you need to sit and be still. And this one can be tough, I know. Although I haven't been in a physical fight ever, unless you count a high school basketball game, maybe an intentional elbow. (laughs) But I have fought with my words. I've fought with my intelligence. I've fought with a look. Are you a fighter? Like, isn't it so crazy how one word can mean so many different things in our culture today? Like, you can be a bully in school, be a fighter with intention to hurt someone physically, mentally, emotionally. You can be a professional UFC fighter. You can be a fighter, a cancer survivor, a fighter. And that's one that we're proud of. We encourage. Fight is in all of us. And fight isn't a bad thing. It's actually a positive trait. We just need to be aware of the motive behind the fight. Is the motive in congruence with God's word, with his will, with his characteristics? Paul encourages Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. See, it won't always be easy. We will have to fight. We will have to press on. We will have to stand strong and rely on God and fight. And we will also have to be still. You already know where I'm going. Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. See, there are times we have to be still. Be still and know. Be still and know that He is God. Being still doesn't necessarily mean the fighting stops, but I think it actually means that our faith fights the battle more than our body fights the battle. Our faith fights the battle more than our words fight the battle. Geez, let's just go ahead and know our role right here and say it out loud. God fights the battle instead of us fighting the battle. Be still and know that He is God. God. Like he is God. God's got it. God blocked it. God did it. And he's still doing it in our lives today. So yes, you will need to fight. And you will also need to be still. Know your role. Number three, your role is to do and your role is to just be. As I was having this conversation with God about what to share and how to share it, I kept thinking about how there's so much teaching and understanding these days about not just doing and doing and doing and doing, but more so being. And I love how the Lord and I speak to each other because as this was coming to mind to share, I came to him with his own words. But God, doesn't your word say that we are to be doers of the word, not just hearers only? Doers. We are to be doers. But don't forget the rest of that statement from James chapter 1 verse 22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be doers of the word and not hearers only. See, I love this relationship. I love that the more time we spend together, we can have those. But remember when you said conversations or the wait, but I thought you said moments. And then the truth is revealed. And the truth is revealed because I don't allow myself to say, but your word says this, so I'm just going to do this. Or even worse, but pastor so-and-so said that your word says this, so I'm going to do this. Y'all, I'm telling you right now, that's a dangerous place to be. 
If you don't know God's role was to write the Bible, God's role is to share with people the truth. Our role is to relay that truth, not make it say something that fits into our lives or our culture or sounds better than the original. And by original, I just mean the truth, God's word. You've heard me say it before. You've got to have a relationship with God for yourself. And that means reading, studying, and knowing his word for yourself. That means having conversations with him by yourself. That means quoting him, not your pastor or the author of your favorite book. Okay, so yes, clearly we are to be doers. Doers of his word, not just hearers only. We've got action to take and we are also called to be to be his disciples, to be his ambassadors in the earth, to be his hands and feet in the earth, we are also called to be. This is so cool. Well, to me at least, how the Holy Spirit was showing me. Because y'all know I always look to Jesus as my example. Oh, and don't think I'm over here all high and mighty. I look to him as my example. Do I always follow exactly? Do I always act exactly? Do I always speak and share like he did and would? Oh, y'all, I fall short. Yet I still fully know he is my example. I really don't think, mostly because it's not recorded in the Bible, so I can't say for certain, but I really don't think Jesus woke up every morning, spent time with God, and then came out of that time with a checklist of five things to do for the day. Like, today I'm going to heal a woman with an issue of blood for the past 12 years. I'm going to get my 10,000 steps. I'm going to wash Peter's feet. I'm going to shut down some Pharisees and their twisted way of believing the truth. Oh, and then I have dinner reservations at a tax collector's house, so I'm going to call him down out of a tree as I walk by. Now, I know those events didn't all happen in the same day, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, I think God has assignments. God has a plan. God has a master list. And as believers, if we are being who he called us to be, if we are being the qualities he has put in us and modeled for us, then we will recognize these assignments from him. We will recognize him putting opportunities in front of us to be doers of his word here on earth. If I haven't been super clear on this, it is your role as a believer to be who he has called you to be and to do what his word says to do. It's his role to create the master plan, to lay out the assignments in front of you, and to give you an opportunity to recognize them as opportunities to carry out his will here on earth. Know your role. Man, I have to hit that part in another episode because I think I just scratched the surface with it about doing and being. Okay, it's set. Part three coming next week because <laughs> he's not done speaking about this yet. And as I'm preparing, there's just more and more and more coming into my journals in my time with him and even here for this episode. But I got you three points to think about this week and to implement into your walk and your life and your relationship with God. So let's recap. Know your role. As a believer, your role is to speak and your role is to be quiet. Your role is to fight and your role is to be still. And your role is to do and your role is to be. So there you have it. I pray that as you go through this week and as you face what life has in store for you, I pray that you recognize opportunities from God. I pray that you see assignments that he has for you every single day. And as troubles come, I pray that you remember your role and that you remember God's role. Is it time to speak or is it time to be quiet? Is it time to fight or is it time to be still and know that he is God? Is it time to do what his word says or is it time to be who he called me to be? And just so you know, those last two are trick questions because the answer to them is always, always yes. Remember, God's role is not your role and your role is not God's role. Know your role. 
Thank you for joining me this week. Did you know that enrollment to the Bible Time Accelerator program is always open? You can sign up for my latest free masterclass at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com or head straight to the details to enroll. And let me just say, you may have been hearing about my newest 30-day program, Bible Journaling Bootcamp. This is an incredible program to get your relationship with God to another level by journaling through your time with Him. Women's lives are being transformed in these 30 days. You can enroll today or jump on the wait list for the next round. This program fills up fast, so come on in. I would love to serve you. Let's keep in touch. Find me over on Instagram at Kayla Praise. I'll see you next time. Oh,